Christ Church, New Malden, Sunday the 15th of October 2023, 9.30 service. John Trend speaking on Oxygen Sunday. Thank you, Stephen. Um, thank you for the welcome, and it's so good to look out and see so many faces that I know. Having said that, I can't actually see you properly if I lift the glasses up. So if, I, if I'm looking over my glasses, I'm not trying to be all authoritarian. Um, is that me? Yeah. Um, so apologies for that. Thank you, Erin, for reading the, uh, the Bible verses. Um, I don't know how many of you actually know what oxygen is or how it came about. Um, in fact, I can remember the first meeting. It was slightly earlier than 2001. It was in 2000, uh, 1999. I was the youth worker for uh, the council based around New Malden, and I converted the fountain toilets into the wonderful youth project uh, that it now isn't at the moment. Um, but that's where I first met some young people who came and said they got this vision to reach out to uh, others and wanted to set up, set up some sort of organisation. And as the youth worker for the borough, was there anything I could do to help? And of course, I was absolutely delighted. Um, I remember coming to a house just around the corner, uh, from not far from here, and I was there when they actually decided to call it Oxygen. I think they'd been away for an event during the summer uh, called Breathe, and they felt that oxygen was something they wanted to put into the community, something about life-sustaining, uh, but it was a real privilege to be involved in that right from the start. And for me, that's something that oxygen has, has carried forward, that sense that young people are right at the heart of this and driving it forward. Okay. Um, so, we're a youth work charity. Um, we're founded on the Christian faith, and I say that to everyone we work with, uh, just so that they know where we started and what we stand on. And our mission is to try and reach out to the community and share the good news of Christ. Uh, we work with young people of all faiths or of none and all identities as well. Um, we meet young people where they're at. We try and understand the world from their perspective. We try and walk with them and help them navigate life uh, and respond to the needs that they have. And our, our aim is really to try and find opportunities to have a meaningful impact as they're, doing, as they're walking through life. So this is the Oxygen team. Uh, it isn't all of the team. Uh, they're all very good looking, as you can see. Um, there's actually about another 100 or so people involved in Oxygen in some way. We have uh, many, young, many uh, volunteers who come into the shop, both young people and uh, old, and I love that about the shop. There's a lot of intergenerational relationships that happen. And we all have projects like Street Pastors who have a, a big team of volunteers as well. So if you add it all up, we probably have about getting close to 150 people who are actively involved in doing something alongside Oxygen in some form or another. Um, so these are the projects that we've got at the moment. Um, we do a lot of work on things like uh, responding to the needs of young people. So we've developed a project around knife crime called What's the Point? Uh, over the last, uh, sort of, since COVID, our mentoring program has really taken off, uh, mainly because we couldn't meet in groups. We had to meet one-to-one. -one. And Oxygen has done quite a lot of work over the last two years, three years, to develop the mentoring part of its work. So we probably have over 200 young people who've been referred to us in the last two years, all of them in some form of crisis. Um, we have uh, our Kingsnimpton Youth Project that happens up at Kingsnimpton Estate, not too far from here. 
Uh, we have a project called Fuel, which is about helping young people who are on free school meals to have activities to do during uh, the holidays, and they get a meal. Uh, it's four hours a day of activity. So actually, in the summer, we were delivering quite a substantial project uh, to, to those who really needed it. Um, we have a Minecraft server, which is an online uh, program that, again, we developed as part of our response to the COVID situation. And that's, Charlie's going to come up and talk about that in, in a minute. Um, we have a project called Head Start, which is about trying to help young people get into employment uh, and helping them develop the skills. Uh, and the shop is key in that. And I've spoken about, uh, mentioned street pastors. Uh, and we also have Room One, which is a project that happens up at Coombe Boys. Uh, and I think that's where I first met Nathan when uh, I first started as uh, director of Oxygen. <coughs> Okay, so I just wanted to um, start by looking at the, the first Bible verse. Um, why did I pick that one? Well, I wanted something that reminded us that actually it is a hurting world and that a lot of people are afraid. And when we look at the news, when we see what's happening in uh, Israel and, and Gaza, it's really difficult not to feel really sad and upset and we should feel sad and upset about the world that we're in um, but I also wanted us to see thinking about you know what God says about that and what God the fact that we've got God with us and we can trust him and actually what that means for us is that we can step out we can do things we can be the difference that makes a difference uh, in people's lives and that for me is a lot of what oxygen is it, we try and do we try and be a little bit different a little bit countercultural. I love that Banksy uh, image of him that I think it look, look, initially looks like someone uh, throwing a petrol bomb in a riot, but actually it's a bunch of flowers. And that idea that we, we can do things that are challenging, do things that are different, and we try and do things that make people sit up and make, take notice. Um, and so that's the, that's the essence of what we're, we're trying to do. Um, what does that mean for oxygen? It can, it can mean many different things. Uh, some of the projects that we run we've really had to step out in faith. In fact, some of them are all about going out in faith and not knowing what you're going to, to face. Um, we can, as I say, we can be very different in our approach and countercultural. Um, I'm going to ask Charlie to come up and just talk a little bit more about uh, the shop and street pastors. Um, if we can move on to the next slide. So... As, as many people know, the shop started in 2018, and it was a real step of faith. We, we almost didn't go there. Uh, it was def very difficult to get the board behind it. We had to sign a lease for 15 years. Um, but there's a quote there up from a, a, someone that I met as I was out training. I did a ride London uh, this year, and I was doing the training. I cycled up to um, Box Hill, and I pulled over for a, a, caf a coffee on one of those car parks. I think it's up at Headley Heath, and uh, she said, this lady in the cafe said, um, oh, you look like you're training hard. What are you training for? And I said, oh, I'm doing the ride London for uh, a charity called Oxygen. She said, I know Oxygen. Um, I, I come from New Malden, and I've been in your shop, and I love the shop. I love the way it looks. Um, and I was like, oh, fantastic. This is just what I needed just to get, keep me going. And then she said, actually, I just want to say, I, what I really like about this, the shop is the way that you work with the young people in there. And she told me that she's got an autistic son. And when she comes in and sees how we work with young people, we have a lot of autistic young people coming in. Um, 
But she said it, 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 when she leaves, she leaves with that sense of hope that the world is actually going to be a bit better. And there are people looking out for some of those young people who are more challenged, who have some difficulties in life. But Charlie, I just wondered if you can just talk a little bit more about the work we're doing with uh, young people who've got autism and then a little bit about street pastors. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, the shop is one of the ways in which we found ourselves uh, working more with uh, autistic young people. When, when we opened the shop, uh, we didn't realise kind of how, how big of a community project it would become uh, in terms of a visible space for oxygen on New Morden High Street, but also a place where people come to volunteer, but come to uh, come as beneficiaries as well, come as people who... Um, you know, need support and a place where we can place young people to uh, get a bit more experience out in the world as well. And it's been especially vulnerable, uh, especially valuable for for autistic young people. It's it's really good that they can have a place where uh, they can they can do a bit of retail, a bit of customer service. But it's quite a structured environment. You know, they're serving people on the till, um, but at the same time they're getting out there into the world they're, and and they're interacting, which which is really great. And um, we've got really good supportive volunteers and staff, including autistic volunteers and autistic staff. Uh, so when we were going, you and you and you and you, if I wasn't making eye contact with you, then um, there's a clue. But, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's, it's been really, really valuable in that sense. And Oxygen in the last couple of years has provided individual kind of support for a lot of young people on a referral basis who have got special educational needs or mental health needs or who are disengaged from their education and and the shop's been a really a really valuable way to do that because it, it becomes sort of a background activity where they can access mentoring at the same time and uh, and yeah really feel like they're making a contribution um, and the, the digital youth work that John's gonna touch on later uh, that that feeds into that as well so and we're actually at the point now where we are being brought in by um, organisations like the Chamber of Commerce in Kingston and, and other forums in, in Kingston and surrounding area where, where we're being brought in as one of the expert organisations doing work with autistic young people, supporting them to re-engage in education, supporting them, uh, autistic young, young adults, into further education and employment. So it's it's been a really great uh, way that our we've taken on kind of an extra stream of work at Oxygen. Uh, I just wanted to pivot quickly now um, onto street pastors. So I'm the coordinator of Kingston Street Pastors. A lot of people will probably know a little bit about street pastors. It's quite an established Christian initiative. There's over 300 street pastors initiatives around the UK. In Kingston, we're, uh, we've been going since 2006 and we deploy volunteers on the streets on Friday and Saturday nights in the nighttime economy in Kingston. We're out till about two o'clock in the morning. I was out on, on Friday night. So one of the uh, biggest new developments for street pastors in the last year or so is Kingston Safe Zone, which you'll see on the picture. So we received some funding through the council from the Home Office, which was to set up a safe space, a place of safety, on the streets of Kingston at night, particularly with a focus on prevention of, of violence against uh, girls and young women. So we've now got this gazebo that we put up outside Kingston Station. Uh, and as I say, we're there until two in the morning, Friday and Saturday nights. And 
It's a place where people can come and charge their phones. It's a place where people can come and wait if, they wanna, if they're not comfortable waiting for their bus further down by the bus station or if they need to call a taxi or, or anyone who needs any kind of support, people who've lost their friends inside nightclub. Uh, all of the stuff that street pastors normally do roaming around but from a kind of pop-up location on the streets. And uh, just to say on street pastors as well, we are looking for more volunteers. We've got a recruitment video that will be coming round uh, the churches soon. And uh, if you want to find out more about being involved in street pastors, it's the best thing you'll ever do. Just come and talk to me uh, afterwards because we're always after more volunteers from local churches. Brilliant. Thank you, Charlie. Um, I love the, the street pastors. We did a, a survey at mid sort of coming out of COVID, you know, what's, where are we at now? Things have changed. And one of the comments that came back from the street pastors was, oh, it feels like you're on the front line. Um, and he said, actually, it is a while since I've been sicked on. Um, and that seemed to be a measure of, you know, how, how effective street pastors is, you know, how many times we've been sicked on tonight or this week or this month. No, no. Well, I had to count. I need some volunteers as well. But, <laughs> but it is, I mean, it does, uh, what I love seeing is, is, people of faith coming together and just sort of going out, putting themselves out there. You don't know what you're going to meet each night, and sometimes it can be quite challenging uh, meeting people in, in difficult states, but it is such a brilliant ministry, and uh, Charlie does so well at, uh, at running it. So, um, yeah, do have a chat with Charlie if, uh, if you're interested in that. Um, our second reading was uh, Ephesians 2, and that, for me, it talks about works. It talks about... Um, God having an idea of what we, what we want to do. Um, I don't want people to take away from this that I'm saying that it's works that makes, that makes your, uh, earns you salvation. For me, salvation comes and then we do the works because without having God, without having the Spirit in us, we can't be effective in going out and, and serving God. And for me, that's what the, the body of Christ is about. It's about us being equipped to do a job so it's, it's, it's not about salvation, it's about justifying salvation. And that's what we do when we go out. Um, I love the idea of that, the story of the woman at the well, and you know, he says about everyone who receives this living water will have a, like a spring in them. And I, and I see that happening when people come and step out in faith and, and offer themselves as servants, either in the shop or out the street pastors or doing youth work. You just see that that's something in them. We often get comments in the shop, there's something different about this place. And that lady who I met up at, uh, at the cafe, she said it, there's, there's a really nice atmosphere and, and there are people who come in and go, I don't know what this is about, but I just feel I'm able to talk to you about something. And so you never know what's gonna happen. And that, that verse um, that says, always be ready with an answer to where your faith comes from. I think that relies on us first doing that work and first being creating that atmosphere, creating that space, doing something that's a bit outstanding that they latch onto and go, actually, that's a bit different. Um, so that's how we sort of operate. Um, and of course, we, that's underpinned with prayer. I find it amazing that when we start praying, coincidence happen. And actually, I spend most of my evenings talking with my wife, Lisa, who also works in the shop as well. Just so, oh, and this happened today, and you never guess what. Um, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I have a young person that I'm mentoring who's uh, sadly lost his father. And 
I've been trying to engage with him. It's been a bit difficult at times. We started sort of one-on-one in the, in the office and it wasn't the right place. He doesn't really want to go out because, you know, going out with me, uh, you know, it can be a bit daunting for a young person. Um, and I still can do it, but actually, you know, sometimes young, I have to step aside for younger people to take that on. But this lad is um, really struggling. And I said, well, let's go down to the shop. And I was sort of praying, come on, God, let's help we get something that connects with him. Uh, we walked into the shop at the back and past the desk where we uh, log things. And there was an old camera there. And he picked it up and goes, oh, look at this. And we had a sort of 10-minute engagement just around this camera about what it did. I used to be a photographer in a previous life. And so we really connected on that front. Um, I then said, oh, well, we've got some more cameras coming in next week. Um, why don't you come? We'll, this could be where we, we sort of meet. And I thought, that's brilliant. Thank you, God. That was just the fact that that was there. And it was an Ilford sportsman. It was about the 50s. Um, so we get some really nice, interesting stuff. He's actually doing film uh, and video uh, studies, so th- there's a really good connection. I went to an event the day later, and I was talking to someone at, uh, at New Modern Baptist, which is where I used to worship, and I was meeting up with someone who I haven't spoken to for ages. He said, oh, how is the shop going? And I started telling him about this interaction with uh, this young person, and he started, sort of went really quite a bit puzzled, and, uh, and I said, I don't know, you know, are you all right? And he said... Uh, yeah, I, I donated that camera. Um, and it just, I just watched this moment where this guy suddenly realised that actually what all he was doing was just donating a camera. But actually what it meant for me and working with this young person was that it made that connection. It got me onto a different place with that young person and helped me to build that relationship. Um, and it was just great to see. So if you do donate to the shop, you, know, you, you don't know what, what actually you're donating. You don't know if it's going to have that impact. And it will always be blessing somebody. So... Um, but things like that, those sort of coincidences that I think actually aren't coincidences. It's something happening there that is driven by someone else. Um, I'm going to ask James uh, to come up, if that's all right, James. And James, I just want to, I know you've been coming into the shop and everyone knows you're here, but I don't know if you've had a chance to sort of say what it is that you feel the shop has given for you and what you see the benefit of the shop is so two things there is that all right yeah so um the shop uh, what it's given me is um somewhere where i can uh, support younger people um but also i think the younger people um that i work with it's just a joy to work with them as well because um they there's a lot of them very kind in fact all of them are um but it, it's just it gives you a different insight as well because um, you see a younger person's life what uh, they're experiencing, what they're trying to achieve. Um, and then you also see their skills in action. So in the shop, there's a few opportunities for young people to, um, to, to work on certain things that they might not have done before. Um, and then you get to talk to them about uh, their life and um, what, what, they, what they've got going on, some of the things they're interested in. Um, so that's really good. What's the other thing? What, what impact do you think it has on young people? Yeah, so I think um, it's good because uh, the shop is a place that's centred on the high street in New Malden and loads of people come in there, so they get to meet loads of different people. Uh, they get a sense of community. Um, if, if some of these young people aren't necessarily uh, talking to loads of people at, at certain points, it means that they then 
have, um, they're on the doorstep of the community, so people walking in, and there are so many conversations that happen in the shop um, between customers and the people who work there. Uh, but I think it, it's a confidence builder as well because there are things that they can uh, plow their skills into, um, concrete ways that they can help, and it, it makes them feel, I think, like they're doing something for oxygen as well. So the, obviously, um, the, uh, the young people benefit from the charity oxygen, but I think also the shop's a great way of showing the young people that they have something really good to give and uh, the way that they can serve and help raise money for this charity not only helps you know, the charity itself, but the other people who benefit from the charity. So it's, it's like a two-way thing, sort of. Mm. So I think it helps you know, uh, give, give them confidence and show them what they're capable of. So like John was saying about the, uh, the boy who, who came in and saw the cameras, um, he, he, uh, he's really interested in photog uh, photography and cameras. And uh, that's something that he, that then that built a relationship with him and John, uh, showing him that uh, so John could work out a bit more about him. And um, so it's just good because it gives, it gives that opportunity to um, help children achieve, uh, which is really important. Brilliant. Thank you, James. Thank you. Um, James is absolutely amazing. Um, it's really good to have him coming into the shop. And thank you, James, because you always seem to be there, ready and just willing to jump in when we need help. Um, and I know that if, if you weren't there, um, I would be very much more tired. Charlie would be even more tired than he is. Um, but actually, I think you know it's great to see that you're benefiting, but also you benefiting the community as well. Um, James, when the young people come in to do their D of E, he does a little talk with them beforehand that says, this is what the shop's about. Um, and no other, none, no other members of the team I've seen do it quite so well as James. Um, so it's really good to have uh, you on board. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Um, the third, if we can move to the third uh, passage, that would be good. Uh, next one, the long game, that's it. Um, this is Galatians, and I wanted this one because actually there are times when it gets tiring. It there's times when you lose that, is it worth it? You get that feeling of, like, oh, really? Um, and we're human, and that is normal. Um, but I love this passage because it says, don't get weary, keep going, keep doing it. And um, I've been doing youth work for 35 years. Um, started when I was sort of 17, uh, ran the church youth group. But it's something that I feel God's given a burden to me, and I see other people around who've got similar burden for something that God's asked them to do. And I think it's just worth reminding us that God wants us to keep going, wants us to keep persevering and actually that builds our faith every time I see something happening that I can see is because of the faith because of God working in someone's life that builds my faith and it helps me to feel more confident about taking those steps of faith and that's when we learn the most about what God is and I would say God has really responded to what we're doing in oxygen particularly around the shop that was a big step of faith and actually if it's a, if it if you don't know how it's going to go if you don't think it is going to work then you're doing it in your own strength. If you're confident of everything, you're doing it in your own strength. And when the street pastors go out, when we start a youth club, when we meet a young person, when we open the doors to the shop, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to come in. Um, and that's a step of faith. And that's where God comes and works alongside us and, and uses us. Um, I wonder if we've got 
time, if we could just play some of the video, please. Uh, now, this is a video we did uh, because we wanted to get young people's views and we wanted to get them be able to contribute what it is that they feel they get from oxygen. And uh, I, it's, it's not brilliantly edited. I did the editing. Um, it was fairly rushed for our AGM. Uh, and you can see it on our uh, website. If you go to that, it's uh, on the front page there. Why do you come to room one? Well, I first came because my friend um, introduced it, and when I first went, I thought this was amazing. Like, you could play games with other people, it, you just had loads of time to interact, and all of the leaders were so nice. Like, um, you could do stuff that a lot of other clubs wouldn't provide. So, we could have cooking on Fridays, we would have table time to help well-being and other mental health and just generally have fun. Um, I'm Katie and this is Clary and um, we do our volunteering for DOV and we help around the shop and price and label things. Yeah, um, um, yeah we do this because we like to help the public service and um, it's just an easy way for the community to you know get together. Yeah. Designer and I price stuff and I do the till. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm Rosie and I I help um, label the clothes and um, help tidy the shop. Uh, it's lots of fun. <laughs> and, yeah, and um, I like to help people like around the shop and stuff like that. Um, well, it like develops my social skills and I talk to more people. And um, helps like with job experience and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you made new friends since you've been coming here? Not yet. Not yet. Kind of. But the kids you play football with a little bit and games in there. What one thing would you change about this club? Um, the sports centre can be easier and you can the girls can be longer. Bigger goals? Yeah. Bigger goals than that? <laughs> Oxygen really helped me because I was able to speak to Adam and he gave me all the advice so that I could help myself. I think that if I didn't have all the help with Adam that I would be in a very different situation. I, I really appreciate everything that has been done to help me and my family, so thank you. Where do you come to Kingston Impton? I go to Kingston Impton to have a social life, and to get out of the house, to see you because to play sports because I like sports, uh, to cook because cooking is one of my things. Oh, that's good. And how has oxygen supported you? When I struggle with problems, sometimes I can talk to you workers about it and they have given me a social life like I wanted it. Oh, thank you!
a little bit of how we work with young people and what they, what they feel. Um, working for Oxygen can take you into many different situations and it can be great to have young people coming in the shop and working with them on positive things but we also occasionally get have to go into some darker places and recently I was uh, sitting on the end of a bed of a young person who has, had just been self-harming and I just sometimes think why are we here what what are we doing and I, that's when I got a message sort of felt God saying just be there this this is where you need to be and there's no one else wanting to be there so often we get to the to be in the, that place where it's really difficult um, so that's the really positive side of what we do but please lift us up in your prayers and continue to support us as a church because I love the fact that we are founded by other churches and by, by a body of, of, of Christians from this community and it enables me to say to other, other funders uh, we're founded on the, on the basis of Christian faith and supported by local churches so you giving you helping us uh, to do the things you do, praying. I know there's people who pray specifically about particularly young people. If you'd like to join a, a prayer group where we can do that, that'd be brilliant. Um, you can also come and volunteer and help us with mentoring and be somebody who can be something important to a young person. And that's what we're looking for, just to make that difference and to be Christ, to walk alongside them like, the, like he did on the road to Emmaus. They often don't know that it's Christ that they're with, um, but they know they've got somebody there. So thank you very much, and um, please lift us up in your prayers. If you've got any questions, uh, then I'll be at the back afterwards, and uh, be love, love to have a chat with you. Thank you.